With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to TSW After Dark Side. A fully armed and uncensored podcast platform. I think also I'm going to, and also what I've been building in this week is I've got a tweet that I'm going to reuse, which is the like basically just the latest video or the latest piece of content. Yeah. They'll just be like, you know, because I've been doing that this week. I've been doing that for the last few weeks anyways. The latest piece of content gets a daily, a couple of daily plugs. Yeah. But that's mainly to drive content to um, uh, views to the blog. Because if I don't do that, it's kind of like, you know, a dozen a day. Whereas when I do this spamming stuff, yeah, it takes me 10 minutes to choose what I'm going to, cu- you know, I curate a few bits and bobs and post it, but it gets me a couple of hundred. Yeah, have you ever thing. heard of um, Crowdfire, Paul? No, sir. You should uh, look into that, mate. It's an app. It's a service uh, that you can use. It's, a form- it's in the form of an application. So you yeah. can schedule tweets to go out throughout your day. So if you now. just... Sorry? You're looking, looking now. now. Yeah, so mm. you can do things like if you look at my Twitter feed, feed through today, it's a lot of similar things like like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, become part of the community, uh, get the podcast yeah. here and whatever. That's the one. Scheduling those gets the same message out to the audience. My audience grows rapidly every day. Um, yeah. By at least 20 a day. What's that, followers? 20 followers a day, yeah. Why me? I'm getting on like three average. or four, which is, I thought was good. It is good. Well, it's you a, know, I'm, I'm grateful for it's it. It's a percentage at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, I found it interesting actually. We're re- we're recording now, right? We're recording, yeah. That's fine. So I'll just choose my words a bit more carefully than I otherwise would have. Um, we'll put more swear words in. <laughs> one thing I've noticed a lot of actually, which I find very strange. I wonder how you feel about it, you guys. I'm seeing a lot of podcasts, and I mean the reason is because when I if I put out something on Twitter and I use the Pod and Family uh, hashtag, yeah. If somebody retweets me, I will generally give their show a go if it sounds like it could be up my street. Yeah, I do that too. So I've done that with um there's a couple of really good shows that I like quite a bit. Um oh, what the fuck are they called? Uh the We the We Three Geeks podcast. Yeah. I've had to listen to a couple of theirs and I quite like theirs. I've you know, I d I can't the the trouble is because there's so many, I can't keep up with them on a regular basis, but they're one I do like. Um The Unwritable Rant. Yes. Um, I listened to her last week. Oh, I love her. She's brilliant. Um, is it Juliana or something? Or Julia? I feel like Pillock now. Juliana, um, is it? Yeah. Ju- yeah, I think it's Juliana. Um, Juliet. 
Juliet Miranda. There you go. That's where I've got the ANA from. She likes her bourbon. Juliet Miranda. She does. And she's a girl. I like her then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have <laughs> um, sim- we all have similar interests. Oh yeah, Ju- Juliet Miranda who wrote, who does the Unwritable Rant podcast. I re- I listened to the first one, I listened to the latest one the other day and I really like that one a lot. Um so I'm going to kind of, you know, support her cuz she's really cool. Um and yeah, just like I say, I'll just I'll generally and this is pro tip for anybody listening, I will generally give a podcast a listen if they've retweeted me using Pod and Family because I think that's only fair. However, I've noticed a couple of things on that subject. Um, and this is kind of, I was going to write this up actually as one, or I could do a video or something, but I'm going to sort of give you the, the, the gist of it. If somebody follows me with, and say they've got like a couple of hundred followers or there's certainly fewer than a thousand. And the first thing I get is an automated DM. Get over yourself. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's just it's not even laziness it's like almost like a bit of arrogance to me i don't want to have to tell you this but i have an automated dm i know you do but you have over a thousand followers and that is you know a bit different yeah <laughs> you can't be expected to to be you know i know for from speaking to you how long these things can take yeah and they I've can got... take a long time and and basically my mine is a thank you anyway thank you for following so it's um yes this is it like but so that's one thing right now, one thing I know you don't do is you don't, you're not in the habit of following somebody and then two days later unfollowing them, hoping they don't notice. No. If you, if you, if you're listening and you're in the habit of doing that, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, Seriously, I unfollow people that unfollow me because at the end of yeah. that, I'm trying to build a community. I'm, exactly. I'm not trying to take over the world. I want to open lines of communication with people. That's why I follow yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. I I do the same because ultimately I might gain something from it. Like mm. I got followed by some, uh, like a YouTube streamer or something. So I put a gaming video out and, uh, you know, they followed me and I was like, oh, cool. You know, they, they like their games. I'll check their, tra- I may check their channel out sometime. By the time I even got round to it, they'd unfollowed me. I was like, well, then I'm definitely not going to bother now. And actually, if I see their name, I'm going to, you know, the bile's going to rise in my throat. <laughs> just, um, here's another one, right? I realize this is, you know, it, it runs the risk of me alienating myself from the podcasting community, but these things just bug me. Would you like me to cut this out if it goes pear-shaped? This last, this one, this one piece can go. I'm finding it very odd, and this is something I like about Talk Star Wars versus the others. Now, we talked, we, we kind of went into a little bit of detail about the support and, you know, that it's not a huge amount of money. Why in God's name would you go to crowdfunding if you can't make more than $10 a month in terms of public crowdfunding? Because hmm. you know what I mean? Because the number of podcasts I've been to and I've looked at their page and it's like $6 a month. I'm like, that just makes you look crap. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I like the way Talk Star Wars does it, which is even if that's the amount, it's not publicly, it's not publicized anywhere. You know, it's not, we're not showing people this is how much people, because it's, it's about value, isn't it? Like, crowdfunding is as much about bringing in the money as it is about kind of associating value with your brand. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems weird to say like, you know, well, people think we're worth about $6 a month. Thank you very much. So you'll forgive me if I appear smug. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, it's, it's, it's very odd to me. I don't really understand the, the mentality behind it, but maybe it's just a, maybe it's literally just that just a difference in mentality. Like I can't get my head around it and they clearly can, but I just, I don't get it. Like, and I was looking at I was looking at podcasts with really nice, you know, really nice professional looking artwork, and they've got a, you know, proper kind of, 
what's it called? They've probably got a proper a proper presence, you know? Yeah. Like a, a proper kind of you can see it in there, you know, they've got a proper artwork, they've got a website associated, they've clearly kind of put it put thought into it. They've they've got a kind of almost like a brand statement, like a mission statement. Because one thing I feel like emotionally 14 is missing is I don't always have a clear kind of I don't tend to do much marketing a lot in terms of building it as a brand because it's a passion project ultimately you know so I'm not really looking at that stuff so I suppose that's one of those things that might just go over my head well yeah a long time without breathing now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got that uh, Rolf Harris skill of the breathing that at the same yeah, time right. as, that's the only as you're I've talking. Got, so since we, in case we've got any lawyers listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only similarity. <laughs> On the subject of marketing, I have just had confirmation that my um, T-shirt store is now fully open. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey. I don't know if you saw those designs. You're both VIPs. Did you get those designs through tonight? I did, yeah. I did, I did. You like? I do like. I am... Um, the only thing I've noticed, and let me just double check it before I get before I say this, lest I look like a complete tool, because mm-hmm. um, it's not. Well, I don't know whether it's. Let's have a look. Here we go. Right. Oh, they are there. Okay. It didn't. I couldn't see at first where the Talk Star Wars branding was, but it is there. Right. There's a story. I'm going to keep it short because I'm really, I'm really keen to get to talk to Paul about the Force Awakens. Um, okay. So fine. let's just keep this T-shirt thing <laughs> nice, right, okay. nice and short. Um, right. Cool. I'd say, I'm not going to name the company because Fine. they did everything right, okay. absolutely everything right. Um, right, but it's left me a little bit high and dry. So basically, copyright is a pig to try and navigate. Right. Um, I had a store set up with another service provider. Now, if you've been paying a t- close attention, you'll know who you they know are. Was, but... They are Sterling, oh. and they are professional, and they uh-huh. delivered absolutely everything they promised to. Yeah, but they did keep pulling my designs down because right. they wanted too close to um, breaching copyright. Right. So using the term talkstarwars.co.uk ruffled too mm. many feathers there um, because of the, the Star Wars. because of the use of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> so that's fine. I, I took those designs down and I put a bunch of similar designs up without the website on, which kind of undermines the purpose of doing this thing in the first place. Yes. Um, and then they were pulling down designs because of the font I was using. And if I put a T-shirt design up that said it's a wrap, obviously oh, it's too close to it's a trap. Seriously? Now, there's Fucking a thing hell. called fair use. And it's parody. Parody falls within fair use. Yeah. Um, Bloody hell. They were uncomfortable with it. Fucking they stated their position clearly, so I felt, I felt it was only fair to close the store and try and find another service provider because they were clearly anxious about the situation I was putting them in. I was being very careful. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the intricacies of copyright law. So I didn't really know what I was doing wrong. So I tried okay. to put right everything that I interpreted as what was wrong. Yeah. And I was, still, I was still ending up with a T-shirt that said, I love newts. And for a Star Wars podcast... Yeah. That's not enough for the insiders. It's, not, it's, it's insufficient. It's yeah, that's very much one of those. Like, I, there's a there's a t-shirt brand that does video game t-shirts. I won't name the brand because I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people are fans, and I'm not meaning to shit on them. Um, but I, um, I do notice that there is one particular t-shirt brand who do seem to make um, t-shirts that you'll only get if you've played the game. 
that right. it's associated with and you and sometimes you have to really know the subject matter inside out to um to be able to figure out the reference like sometimes it's uh, um have you watched my Zbox unboxings? Yep. So you know the first couple I did, the first one I did, which was um, horror-themed, and it had a T-shirt for Stovington Eagles, Yeah. which is what the T-shirt that Jack Nicholson's wearing in The Shining or something like that. Um, it's stuff like that, stuff that's a bit too, you know, oh, you have, to, you have to have seen the film and you really have to be paying attention to get the T-shirt. It's like, that's not really, I, d- I don't think, what T-shirts should be for. T-shirts are v- very much for... Like how George Lucas was always saying, you have to know in a in the blink of an eye what that yeah. that character from another yeah. person. Yeah. To me, you have to be able to read the T-shirt in the time it takes to walk past somebody. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, basically. And that's the idea of Paul. You've just been sending me images of the It's a Wrap T-shirt on the new store. Yeah. Um, that's the idea of that. It needs to register immediately that that's a Star Wars parody. Yeah. That's yeah. what. It, that's why I went that way. The other mm-hmm. designs on there, I mean, Emperor Palpatine is a little bit more of a deep cut because that's it. That one if, is, yeah. If you're invested in us, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, and the other one is, I, I heart hate slash hate frogs is the okay. one with the frog in between. Yeah. Um, that's all done as well. It's a deep cut mm-hmm. TSW reference. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, it's you should be able to register that they are of a certain thing and it is part yes. of this Star Wars fan community. Um, yeah. But it doesn't have to be, I love you, I know. Now, the thing is, when I was talking to this original service provider of mine, um, I was yeah. saying, I'm not really sure. There are other T-shirts on the on the service that yeah. had things like, I love you, I know, or it had pictures yeah. of Princess Leia, or it had pictures of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So I went... Talk about uh, twice this week I've cheated and not bothered doing the research. I went straight to Lucasfilm and right. I, sent, I sent them an email and said, Look, this is what I want to do. Can yeah. I do it? Yeah. And they emailed me back with all their guidelines mm-hmm. on how to approach it. And basically, See, that's awesome. Yeah. Basically, um, you'd have been fine. No. Basically, oh, okay. um, this is why I'm saying this, the previous service provider did everything right. I was walking a very fine oh, line. Oh, okay. Um, but I have found some common ground, and okay. that is why the new store is now open and we're approved, yep. and these products are up. But you'll notice that there is in the in the Talk Star Wars merchandising store. Yeah, there's currently only three TSW designs, but there's yes. a plethora of Star Wars T-shirts that you can buy. Ah, okay. Because I've I just see. got other designers to make these T-shirts, yeah. and that's what right. we're selling. Gotcha. Okay. So there'll be very few in there with Talk Star Wars on. new branding on it, but there's, it's obviously a place more, for people to buy T-shirts. I've got more planned. There'll be um, there's going to be a TSW T-shirt, and there's going to be a TSW VIP T-shirt, and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most part, I just want to be able to give people access to awesome Star Wars merch T-shirts. t-shirts yeah. and, Have you tweeted on Facebook this yet? Not yet, because I've only since we've been talking, I've only just had the email certifying so it's that good the, to go. The, okay. Yeah, because the the link that's on the site at the moment oh, is on the homepage. Some of these are awesome. Man. Yeah, the link on the homepage goes directly to our store. But until yeah. I had that email, you're you're just buying them through us. Yeah, and, and now you're buying them from mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's all good. That's the new T-shirt. So it's um it's from T Public. There's a link yeah. on the site. There will be mm-hmm. more. I'm working on some more. Um partnerships 
There, there'll be more designs thrown in there. And when I get a chance to find more exciting designs, there's one in particular that I've got in mind. I'll okay. add, I'll add them, and I'll take a few away if they're not, if they're proven not to be very popular. Yeah, um, fair enough. So, hang on, right? I'm looking at these now. Three of them are specifically by you, right? Yep. Yeah. But you're selling all the others as well. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. There's some really nice designs in them. I will say that they're gorgeous, right? Damn sure, yeah, really nice. They are gorgeous. So, ah, yeah. tis, tis but a scratch. Yay. <laughs> Right, so I would I, rec- I recommend if you're listening to this now, head to talkstarwars.co.uk on the homepage. You'll see a little icon that's team that's T, uh, T public. Yeah, it's on the right side. Next that's to, that's temporary above the, above the top. Oh, okay. I will be putting a full. It will go in the same position, but I'm going to be putting on a full on proper, yeah, proper banner size. in there at some point okay. when I get cool. time. Um, but right now, that does the job. There's also if you go to shop Star Wars on our top menu. Yep. The first drop-down option is to buy Talkstar's branded merchandise. So it is. You can get it all there. Phone covers, notebooks, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Very exciting. Ooh. Very exciting. That's, really cool stuff. That's what, some really cool stuff in there. This yeah. is the last thing I've been trying to... When did I launch the site? October last year. So this is the last thing I had to do Yeah. to get this right. And unfortunately, it didn't work with the last service provider. Mm-hmm. It wasn't them doing anything wrong. Yeah, but I found a way to do it now with this new service provider that I think is uh, is what I was looking for initially. So yeah, job Fair done. Enough. Paul, let's talk about Force Awakens. Why? Because I really want to get an understanding <laughs> of what won you over. I had no doubt that this film would win you over at some point because of how much I love it, and you and I we were on similar pages. Right. Um, it was, to be honest, in a nutshell, you're going to think this is, this might sound a little bit sappy and romantic, but it is what it is, and I am what I am, so I'm just going to be honest. Um, I had a hell of a time at the celebration, and there was no secret that with one thing or another that was currently going on in my life, for whatever reason, uh, I made it quite clear to you, Mark, that I was prioritising one particular day of celebration. Yes. Um, that nearly, <laughs> as we know, fell apart for me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, rather mischievous story in the background, but um, you know, one thing led to another, and I was able to get exactly what I wanted, and so yeah. on and so forth, um, and see what I wanted. And I was like a kid in a candy shop, very quietly. Uh, I handled Star Wars Celebration uh, a little bit low key. Was, I was tired and so on and so forth, but there was no way I was letting this thing stop me. And one thing and another with uh, hotel, well, not hotels, apartments and travel and um, my wife was going away and everything else. I was, uh, I felt like the clangor inside a bell. And I don't know if that was apparent really uh, when I was there for the weekend. If it was, Mark, I apologise particularly no. now. But no, not everything at all. Was a bit, everything was a bit, you know, I was, I was a little bit bouncing around all over the place sort of thing. Um, but for, I don't know, for a couple of hours inside a large auditorium in, um, in the XL, I, j- I just drifted off and just <laughs> I got completely captivated by this whole story again and so on and so forth. Uh, I was absolutely drooling on everything they had to offer us and tiny little things like, you know, oh, by the way, there's a poster when you leave, guys. And it was like, oh, my God, a poster. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. And then it was just like the images of the troopers in the lagoons, you know, all the moldy waters and things like that. And I was like, oh, man, I'm lapping this up. And my one of the issues I had with um, TFA was – 
what I very, very openly said to people in the beginning, a lack of originality. I didn't think they pushed the envelope enough for for the average Star Wars fanboy. I beg your pardon, that sounded terrible. For, for most Star Wars fanboys, that revisit was what was required. Um, I'm a bit fussy, as Mark well knows, and I did want a bit more. I didn't actually, as a lie, I wanted quite a lot more. Um, but so I, I left because I, I left TFA sort of, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it aboard as a, as a pretty good film. I said, but they weren't original, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, fast forward then that I'm doing Rogue One in celebration sort of thing. And we saw the, you know, we saw the behind the scenes footage and the three and a half minute reel that we're talking about. And then we saw it twice. And we all sat there staring at each other like, and they're taking the mick. And then all of a sudden, Kathleen Kennedy came out. And she's like, right, this is for you guys. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, the hairs on my neck went wild. And I was just like, this is it. This is what I've... <laughs> Waited a year for seriously a year with all that crap that went on. Yeah, and uh, you know as it rolled on, I was close to tears, man. It was awesome. Well, I did. And I did shed a tear. I have to admit, it was just brilliant. But it was it was more about capping the moment. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I left, obviously, got on with life and so on and so forth, and um, kept banging away at apartment blocks and things yeah, like yeah. that, trying to get what was duly ours. <laughs> and in in the process. Um, I happened to be going through my machine, my computer, and I realized that I had, uh, let's just say, had a copy of TFA on it. So I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I very rarely sit on the phone, uh, on the, at the work, doing anything worthwhile other than reading a book and so on and so forth. So I pumped <laughs> in some fun. And I watched it on the way to work one morning. And I watched it on the way back home again, beginning to end. That's how long my journey is. And mm. I did it again the next day. And I did it on the way home again as well. And I'm not kidding. I got to like viewing three and I was completely and utterly falling in love with this movie. It was quite bizarre. Um, I threw away the needs and the wants of originality and I just took on board Star Wars, I guess. And I enjoyed the sand and I enjoyed Mazzy's place and I enjoyed uh, particularly Kylo Ren, I thought. Uh, I, he's the most captivating character I've seen in a long time. I absolutely love him. And I actually love the idea he was this bratty, naive, horrible little kid that was trapped inside this mature, angry man's sort of uniform stroke body that he wants to be. And it just piled up and piled up and piled up. And I got addicted to the movie very, very quickly indeed, to be honest. And, but, you know, whether it's pure romance or escapism or whatever, um, yeah, I, I got I got, I got, got very, very easily reeled in. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I... I I didn't watch it completely, but it was, you know, background noise again the other night because uh, um, my, my lady, my good lady has left me for a couple of weeks while she travels sort of thing. So, you know, got nights on me tired while my little girl's in bed. I'm like, what shall I do? Oh, I know. I'll do this. I'll do this. But I've got TFA on in the background sort of thing. So there you go. That's that's my little monologue, sir. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. At the same time, there were times where you were making it sound a bit like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> it's like, I just watched it and watched it and watched it, and eventually I decided it was really good. No, I seriously, I watched it. Uh, it was like, it's what well, my train comes at like quarter of, you know, I know the platform at like 6.15 in the morning sort of thing, so I jump okay. on the train. Yeah. And before the, you know, literally as the train's pulling away, I'm pressing play. Where are you travelling out from? Uh, I, yeah, I live in Whitstable. Oh, okay. I'm doing Whitstable to Cannon Street. Um, I used oh, to get on that super fast thing that was like, you know, that Scooby fast Japanese thing. But um, because of my location at the other end, I, you know, I stroll across London in the morning. So I thought, well, I'm going to get a cheaper train. Yeah. Uh, but doing that does allow me to squeeze a film in because it's just over a two hour jaunt sort of thing. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, it's it's long from where I am and I'm about halfway along the route so I can relate. 
Mm. I think I, I'm done wrong. I can't fit it in completely, but I think I do. Um, the lion's share. I do the jump from the, uh, you know, you'll, I'll see Carlo and Co. The night, you know, not the knights, but all the stormtroopers and that land on. Uh, it's not Jakku. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Poe Dameron. Oh, um, Takadana. Well, yes, Mezzi. I'll see yeah. that. But if I watch that whole piece, which I do like watching, I'll normally, you know, cut out maybe Mazzy's place. Or if okay. I'm in the mood to watch Mazzy's place, I'll just wait until Poe's shot a few people and then <laughs> go from yeah, there sort of thing. Enough. So I'm kind of grabbing the little scrubbing needle at the bottom and pop, 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 pop. But then on the journey home, I'll watch the bits I didn't get to watch in the morning <laughs> to make sure the jigsaw's complete. <laughs> that's but awesome. That sounds but, like um, real fandom you know, to me. Bizarrely, though, you know what? The one bit that's not latching me still. What's that? What's that? Han Solo. But his As entire in, story. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I'm more interested in, because I know she's in it, I'm more interested in where Leia's going than what Han offers in that film, I guess. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, but I do particularly, love, you know, the scene on the bridge, I've actually... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've seen many, many times. I do love that scene. The pair of them. Uh, oh, it's, really, and it's really it's just really well composed as well. Just like the yes. way the light just kind of fades out behind yeah, Han, and it, then it's it just kind of dark, totally innocent and totally yeah. guilty at the same time. It's yeah, it's superb. Yeah, it's very atmospheric. And I, I I'm now getting cross that Chewie didn't wasn't a better shot and wasn't angrier earlier and stuff like that. Did so. you ever see that little cartoon that an artist made explaining that? No. He showed there was this little illustration. You'll probably be able to search it. Um, why Chewie didn't shoot Kylo Ren? It's this beautiful <laughs> little co comic strip, little illustration of yeah. Chewie aiming at Kylo at that moment, and he gets the perfect bullseye. And then it's like Chewie drifts off, and he remembers when Ben was a baby ah, okay. and he was holding yeah. the baby, and then Ben is a bratty little boy, and Chewie's comforting him. And then mm. you see the crosshair of the bowcaster drop until he just wounds him in that <laughs> in the flank. It's really it was really sweet, really sweet little thing. And, mm. and the other thing, obviously, is um, in the last what, two weeks, um, because I've been lucky enough that I've been jumping back into the casts uh, with one thing with time, and with the second thing, Mark likes me again. <laughs> okay, that's not fair. Um, it pushes the passion. Mark likes me again, and Mark's reaction is, that's not true. No, he just got the numbers. <laughs> I don't think it's an accident his figures have gone up tenfold in the last two I weeks. Think, I think he might be right there. <laughs> last week's podcast was very, very popular. It was really good, that's why. And yeah. like I say, I think this one's going to be, hopefully, maybe not equally well-received. Like I say, it's a little bit of a little bit more stop start in places but uh, i think it's the content's just as good well the content's obviously um <laughs> written largely by the audience well so sure but then, that's you know, what people they, are responding they, to i think in which case they have no complaints when it's rubbish yeah. <laughs> the thing is you've got a nice cocktail going on here and i i wouldn't change things in a hurry where um without embarrassing anybody or without putting anybody down you've got you know two experts and two 
reasonable. I consider myself a reasonable layman, and I'm I'm pretty good, but I still consider okay. myself a reasonable layman compared to you guys. And that adds a good yeah. cocktail to Mr. and Mrs. Smith that are out there. So I agree. People want to hear high end stuff, and they'll 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 be expecting you to to answer those kind of questions in a very yeah. accurate manner very quickly. But at the same time, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are out there wondering what me and Steve are probably thinking about a few things as well. So. I can see that. I mean, I, I mean, with that one, I think, yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. It's obviously, I keep banging on about the legends, and while they're not as important as they used to be, because obviously they're not canon anymore, they are still, they do still have some things like storyline precedents for things that have been done in the past and stuff they could bring back. Yeah, absolutely. Theme, themes, characters, and so on they could bring back. Because obviously, without uh, the legends, we'd have been going, "Who's this bloody Thrawn fella?" Yeah. No, but at the same time, if it's part of the universe, it still adds tangents of validity to it anyway. So. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm sure when people totally hear you talk about legends um, and legends canon, um, it it will either they will either ignore it, yeah. But they're more likely now they've heard somebody talk about it with passion to go yeah. back and dip a toe in and see what they well, can pull out of it for themselves. This is what this is what I keep coming back to because I just, you know, I totally understand the viewpoint that because things aren't canon anymore there's no point in going back to them, but I still think they're good stories. Mm. They tell a good, you know, they spin a good yarn these are these writers. I mean, Timothy Zahn, there's a reason everybody was excited that he was getting involved in um EU again because he's one of the legends of legends. Indeed, when it comes to you know, it's when he comes to writing, quite superlative. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. he's like a legend inception or something. Um, you know, he's he's one of those highly regarded writers within the legends canon because the stuff he wrote was so good because he wrote all the Thrawn stuff, and the Thrawn stuff is one he's one of the more compelling characters in legends. I mean, there's you know, there's definitely room for other things to make their ways back into the uh, back into the saga as well. So th this is one of those things I think the legends still add value in a discussion about Star Wars because you do get a feeling of the more well-regarded stuff is the stuff they're going to look at first. Because, I mean, I've fully, you know, I have no problem believing that the last thing on anybody's mind at Lucasfilm Story Group is fucking Planet of Twilight. Because mm -hmm. that was one of the worst received, not only one of the worst received, but just one of the worst EU books. There's nothing against the author. It just wasn't a very compelling story. So you know these are these are those things because uh, it's Barbara Hambly and I believe Barbara Hambly wrote uh, Trisit Bakura as well. I have oh. to double check that. Oh, no, that sorry, one, she wrote Children of she wrote Children of the Jedi and Planet of Twilight and Children of the Jedi. I have to refamiliarize myself with the story on that one, if I'm honest. But Children of the Jedi, oh, that was a great one. Children of the, Children of the Jedi was really good. Is uh. Luke kind of ended up with um, on like a, a dreadnought, an automated dreadnought that had been designed to uh, an, uh, annihilate a planet. It was all set up to sort of go into hibernation, and that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it's one. Of, it's the first one I actually read as well. Maybe that's why I have a mm. you know, I've got more, a more kind of I've got a bunch of them in a trunk around here somewhere that yeah. I, I would devour them before I started yeah. reading other more challenging fair. Mm -hmm. Well, they are quite accessible in that respect, yeah. But in the absence of any other Star Wars content, it was yes. the best we could get to for a while. And sure. even you know when the when the when the prequel trilogy came out, that yes. all had currency, that had value, yes. because uh, because that was all we had access to. 
but now we've spoiled because we've got this all this brand new stuff. We've got the the OT to to go back to whenever we want, and now we've yeah. got the Legends Canon for people who can switch off part of their brain mm-hmm. and read old, well-told stories that yeah. don't pay into. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. I now need everything to pay into one big story. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, but, but it's healthy to have other channels, mate, always. No, I don't agree with you. You don't? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, I don't believe you. No, it's per, it, it is a personal thing. I I think um, what, I, what I find is, I, as with last week's, I got very, very confused over the crystal thing. So I made, I've had to post a retraction this week, Paul, on the podcast, main podcast, um, mm. about something I got wrong about Luke's lightsaber. And that's because I started reading something, got a bit of information off of it, and then moved on to something else. I don't have time to sort of dip into those things, as good as they may be, if they're not going to enhance my enjoyment of the next thing. You know, if it's a standalone story that doesn't affect the events of um, episode eight, yeah, I'm probably not going to touch it. You've just said something that's stopping me with my next question, which is just as well, actually. I was, I was going to say, so how are you going to deal with Rogue One and Han Solo movies? So as long as they sync correctly into the timeline, you're happy bunny. Yeah, the the okay. other side of that, the other side of my idiosyncratic coin is that I will give the screen, the big screen, priority over everything else. Yeah. So if they did, if they decided next year they're going to make a Knights of the Old Republic story that's set yeah. thousands of years before anything that happens here because it goes to the big screen i'll watch yeah. it and i'll consume mm-hmm. it and that'll become part of my personal headcanon yeah whether or not it feeds directly into the stories i'm invested in now the way rogue one and the han solo film will mm-hmm. um, and whatever else they they do next um i will still enjoy it because that be that becomes one of those big screen events yeah that i'll be talking about on this podcast and i'll be writing about on the website and i'll be Devouring every every piece of like yeah, and doing okay, all the speculation. Okay, so thing. my next question then would be, what if um, a Ben trilogy was only novelised, which you've been screaming for forever? Yeah. Well, firstly, what a crime! What an absolute <laughs> crime when you've got someone like you and McGregor who's perfectly I am, positioned I am really straw manning here i mean don't get me wrong but. yeah um <laughs> i would think you know i have so far i've read um perfect weapon and bloodline uh mm-hmm. i've taken the time out and i've really enjoyed those and i found them very rewarding but they do pay into that main story that i'm invested in um i'm gonna read Tarkin. i'm gonna read life debt at some point yep i just don't seem to have for the time to do it at the moment um and if they did a Ben Kenobi trilogy as a book or as a series of books, I would read it. I would I would find a way to read it um, because it would be setting up that man we meet in the desert in episode four. Yeah. So that would be important to me. Um, in fact, I am going to contradict everything I've just said by saying that I did download <laughs> Kenobi from Audible mm. a couple of months ago and I listened to sort of 15 minutes of it and yeah. then it had all those it had all those little things that really bugged me in expanded 
Okay. Story to Star Wars storytelling. Neat. You know, just the little, the minutia just seems off sometimes. It's something Claudia Gray got really right in Bloodline yeah. because there was none of that when you talk about the wee squibbles on the what's name. Yeah. It, that she didn't waste any time with that. It was very lean, her storytelling style. I'm sure that there was mm-hmm. some of it in there. You know, when, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the Nikto guy who gave oh, um, Leia the hut Slayer. Shit. Yeah, uh, bollocks. I know the one you mean. Riven? Was it Riven? Riven. Riven, Riven Die. Die. Yeah, Riven Die. He was Welsh. Um, yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff that they covered in the book there was yeah. wandering dangerously close to some of the little details that offend me. Like You remember last week I read out the synopsis of that new character they revealed at Comic-Con? Yes. And it said that he was an egg. Mm. He flies a ship with his egg, mate. I hate that stuff. Mm. I really I really can't stand all that. And that's mm. the problem when you get into books and they've got a lot of pages to fill that the minutiae tends to get in the way. That's why I enjoy Perfect Weapon so much, which I'd highly yeah. recommend, Paul. It's a really short read you can do it in a couple of hours um just a short story really lean i think it's packed with masses of information mm. if you read I've too much started, into it i've just started bloodline oh have you yeah when did you start that mate about three days ago enjoying it uh, yeah, yeah there's a, it's uh, the writing style is a little um what's the word i'm looking for Unnecessarily flossy once or twice, but well, the, okay. I think she's one of the better examples of that. No, I'm, yeah, but there's one or two things that you know I don't care for. You know, she, I mean, she'll describe a breeze through Leah's hair for a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like I used to get furious at the old Tolkien thing. He'd talk about a rock for 54 pages for crying out loud. But yeah. you know, it's just little things. I, I kind of like cracking on with story. I do need back end composite and I do need a scene build. Yeah. But I don't need to worry about the breeze going through someone's hair. Mm. But there you go. Yeah. Teeny weeny things. Don't teeny weeny things, but um right at the moment, yeah, I'm enormously enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. And I've always I've always uh, I'm a bit of a uh, please lay it on a plate. I don't mind if it's six hours long, but give me some, you know, conclusion sort of thing. But mm-hmm. the way they've been talking about the politic in Star Wars has always grind ground me down. Yeah. Uh, she did manage to put that in a nice round ball, you know, in, in a couple of paragraphs basically which was quite appealing so the whole senate republic thing was you know it was balled up very easily um as well for me which i liked mm. I'm, I'm only just getting to the point where uh, i i mean i'm not it's not a spoiler it's actually so early in the book but um she's decided she might fancy jaunting all over the galaxy with han as a pirate <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> but there you go yeah that yeah, i, I like, found that being done. that was a massive revelation to me that they were, I I just thought after TFA that they'd split up some point soon after Return of the Jedi, and that was it. And yeah. I was quite surprised to see that they were as invested in each other as it turns out they were, and I was really mm. pleased with that. I, I like that. Yeah, I was incredibly surprised when they started bringing in. Yeah, you know, obviously we've talked about in spoilers about some of the characters they may have introduced in uh, Life Debt, and if they've yeah. done it that way, that's ballsy as all hell. Well, this is it, and this is what I wonder. You don't have a story group in place if you're only making films. The way I look at it, because these group, are yeah. these are people that are all now um, orchestrating all this media, mm. and you know everything. The primary channel is the films, but then the yeah. next tier down are the TV shows. It might, that might be um, limited to Rebels at the moment, but if this AB 
ABC thing goes, yeah. then we've got um, another TV show, could be live action, that we get a lot more reveals in. And then yeah. you've got th expanded media like your books and your comic books and your video games. I know there's nothing yeah. video game-wise right now. Because it's, but it's mostly Battlefront. It's just Battlefront. But I think yeah. that they're they got building the, uh, a stage the, now. Oh, there's going to be a big... There's something coming because they've already talked about how it's something's coming. Well, at Celebration, they, they said um, they've got David Goyer on board to develop a Darth Vader um, VR, VR game. game. Yeah. And that will add to canon. Okay. So that, They'll basically just tell a story of something Darth Vader did. Yeah. I mean, who knows yeah. what it's going to be, but you don't have Goyer on board. No, think, whatever you think of David Goyer as a writer mm -hmm. or a director, it yeah. doesn't really matter. You don't bring in a heavyweight like him unless you want to do something significant on that platform. Yeah. So I, I think it's really exciting. And like to, to speak to the point you just made, Rob, mm. it is ballsy to drop big reveals in expanded media that then sure. affect the events on the screen, which is your primary source of storytelling. Yeah. It's very bold to do something mm -hmm. like that. And, and I'll be watching this now with great interest to see yeah. how, they, how they do this stuff. But I'm really totally. keen for them to do it. I don't want to have to chase my tail to try and keep up and have to read a dozen comic books in a year mm -hmm. just to know what's happening in the film I'm going to see in May. Yeah. I'll do it. I don't want to have mm -hmm. to. Sure. Anyway, I think that might be a good place to wrap this up because the clock is ticking. I've got Fair an early enough. start. I've got to do some editing. Fair enough. Anybody got anything they want to throw in before we skillfully uh, and stylishly back out of this podcast? There's a really quick one. Um, by a show of voices, I guess, by a show of yes or no's, <laughs> who's interested in seeing Suicide Squad? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I still am. I still am. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. This is what I wonder about how much influence the press really has anymore. Is that, you know, I've been reading nothing but things about how much the press is like the critics are slating it, and it just makes me think, well, it's, I still think it looks all right. But the critics, well, it might be that the critics just don't speak for me. They you don't, know, people though, like me. They don't, Rob. They don't. Yeah. I, find, uh, I find society generally ridiculously fickle. Mm. Um, I don't know about you and me, right? I don't know about you two guys, but um, most of my friends, I occasionally might do it I, you know i might be guilty too but most of my friends post pictures on a daily or hourly basis about how yeah. beautiful life is and hug your friend and do this positive 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 yes yeah, yeah. the minute we read a bad review from a newspaper we already dislike and disrespect yeah we're sold on the movie yeah <laughs> we're, we're oh, like, oh, sold on their review crap. we're sold yeah. on their review and yet we hate the paper we hate the journalist yeah. we hate everything about the press blah 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 and yet the minute they give us a bad review about a film, everyone's like, I'm not going to see that. It's like, oh, Christ, go. Yeah. Make your own bloody mind. I don't get it. What does that as tell you, Paul? As much as pretends to be positive on a daily basis, an hourly basis, they, they seem to let this <laughs> this big drawbridge come up the moment they see a bad review of something. It's because yeah. people, those people are just waiting for the other shoot to drop all the time. Yeah, people do enjoy other people's pain, don't they? That's yeah. the problem. I mean, this I, is true. I, um, it means you haven't got any of your own or it equates to what you might be carrying, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I came out of Man of Steel. You know, Paul, we saw that together, the four yeah, of us. Yeah, we looked at each other and went, What okay. a <laughs> bunch of crap. And we were really we were really hyped for that. I had a count, I had a timer online counting down to that film. Yeah. I was dead keen. So excited when we got there. And when I came out, I said, What was that? What just happened? And yeah. I made a comment on one of the podcasts we were doing at the time, or just shortly thereafter, 
um, that I felt like I was I'd been punched in the soul by that film. Jesus Christ! Yeah, because it was just <laughs> wow, that, that escalated fast. It, it was failed, beyond disappointing. It failed to mm. deliver on just about everything. Every at, at, at best, it failed to deliver. At worst, I think it set light to the things that I was looking forward to. <laughs> killed my. At worst, it killed. It straight up killed a kid. <laughs> yeah, but um, I went to. Well, I didn't. I should say, go to Batman versus Superman. For that reason. Purely because Man of Steel was such a massive disappointment that I just thought there's no way I'm going to get anything out of that. And then I started seeing all those reports where basically everybody immolated that film saying it was a piece of dog shit. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I quietly feel vindicated that I've um, saved myself whatever amount of time in the cinema. Um, Yeah. But I've since watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. So, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's I, like, you know, I, it could it, be there could be something to be said for expectations being effect. You know, yeah. I, I go in expecting something to be good and true. fails to deliver, therefore it's bad. Um, and then I go into man of uh, I go into Batman versus Superman expecting it to be bad, and it isn't it's bad, not as bad. Therefore, as it's you good. Would expect. Yeah. Do you, um, do you remember? Do you ever see Max Payne? No. One, so it's based. Obviously, it's the one based on the video game. Yeah, and Wahlberg. I went into went into that. Yeah, Mark, yeah Marky, 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 Marky Mark. Yeah. Um, went in there, watched the movie, came out of it going, that was awesome. And slowly over time, what actually happened was it dawned on me slowly that I was just relieved it wasn't complete shit. Yeah. And it was okay. And it was fine. You know, like it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was an okay movie. I glad I was glad I watched it. I didn't like it's. It's not like doesn't stand up to the. It's not. I doubt if I went back to it now, I'd be like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm probably gonna be like, yeah, no, I stand by this. It was fine. Well, I came out of episode two. Saying that film is brilliant. That might be the best thing since Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Okay. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. When um, all the troopers and the ships and everything started to build. Yeah. It was like this is really kicking. I mean, I think people were staring at each other. You know, started to glance at each other. Like, oh my god, it started! It started! It's like yeah. right, then the bloody credits rolled. <laughs> do you know what's incredible is I do remember this at the time. Like we, I went to see it with my dad. This is one of those things. Star Wars is always. I was thinking about this. Star Wars has always kind of occupied that space where me and my dad have always been to see it together. And actually, Force Awakens was the first one I went to see without him. Um, where he went to see it by himself, and I went. You know, I went. I went to see it elsewhere, and he went to see it elsewhere and stuff. Before that point, I'd always been to see it with him. And we went to see episode two, and I remember when uh, Yoda's lightsaber came out, everybody started cheering. And I'm guessing it's one of those things where the penetration of seeing it in action just hadn't happened in the UK. Because I remember I looked at um, the, you know, the celebration, they played that sort of top 10 celebration moments reel. Yeah. One of the moments they played was the first time they showed Yoda with a lightsaber coming out, and everybody was losing their shit. They were so excited and they were so happy, and they were, you know, ecstatic that Yoda was going to have a fight scene. And we went in there, and we got to that point until he, like, you know, he pulls the lightsaber onto his belt, and we're just like, "Oh, amazing!" And then he starts bouncing around like a fucking <laughs> jackrabbit, and we were just pissing ourselves and the entire cinema was pissing themselves and that's not what you want from that you want kind of awe and you know shock and awe and it wasn't that it was just we were all just laughing at it there are some there are some moments in that film that i genuinely got awe from and they were like paul's just said the clone troop was coming in and there's a shot there's a whip pan shot in there and a and a rapid zoom yeah. It just gave the film like the sense of urgency that it had been missing 
up until that mm. point. Yeah, the um, the sonic grenades were my favourite thing. Oh, that that oh, was all, yeah, that, that was awesome. Just seeing that in the cinema was amazing. Yeah, just seeing that, just hearing it go all across the. Uh... Do you know, it's almost like we need to watch this film together and perhaps record our thoughts oh, as we go. It's, al- <laughs> it's it's almost like that, isn't it? It's, it's almost, almost like it's that. Also, you know, it's a, you know what else it's also like, Mark? It's almost like I have to go ahead and watch all the films again in a, for an upcoming project. In some sort of order that perhaps people can have perhaps, an impact on. Or a reorder. Indeed. Perhaps. Yeah. On a slightly um on a slightly disconnected note, we've got okay. some projects planned for the future, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have lots of them, yes. Well I say lots of them. We have some. We have some. No, I have no I details have, either. I actually have two, but I'm not going to talk about another one until I'm much further along. Yeah, I have I have a couple of things on the back burner at the moment, but yeah, a, a couple of urgent things that I'm really dying to get to for us a lot to get our teeth into, and mm. yeah, they're all coming though. Become a VIP, oh, yeah. and you'll see them first. All right, there you go. Let's get out of here, guys. Do you want to do any sort of promo on your way out? Uh, nah, we're we're funky. We did it before. I'm good. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Rob Vision. Done. Oh, you'd sell your soul, wouldn't you? I'm a na- I'm a <laughs> tremendously publicised narcissist, Paul. <laughs> Mind you, actually, I've just changed my name. Maybe I should. There you me. go. See, yeah, update yeah, people. Smart ass. Yeah, they're, 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 they're now both movie dash scored. <laughs> yes. On Twitter, it's movie score underscore, right? Uh, it's actually just, yeah, but you can still find me under movie dash score. So. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm at Talk Star Wars on Twitter. Um, oh, who cares about you? <laughs> but no, apparently, nobody cares about me. Oh. We will uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take yes. care. Take care of each other. May the force be with you. Oh,